I structure each cocktail that I make with a mocktail version. I, I want everybody to feel included. And you can make any drink along with us and make a mocktail version of that. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Matt Rouse, and today my guest is John Paul Ortega, and he is a mixologist from Raise the Bar PDX. John, how are you doing? I am doing great, Matt. How are you? I am doing well. It's hard for me to call you John Paul because I've known you for a long time and we used to call you Johnny all the time. I know we're just <laughs> talking about that. So I'll try to make sure I say John Paul all the time because I know that's... Hey, it's all right. I'm just joking around. All right. So how long have you been a mixologist? And I guess the other question would be, what's the difference between a mixologist and a bartender? Ah, well, that's two different questions you got right there for me. Uh, so I would say, well, the first one, I've been in the service industry for 14 years. I started at the bottom, worked my way up. You know, me and you go way back to the old Chicago days. That was actually my first service industry job. Then I became a bartender about six years ago, found a love for uh, mixing ingredients and flavors together by experimenting. Didn't really have like necessarily a formal training per se, or I didn't go to bartending school. It was more about like trial and error. And, and I did learn a lot from people I worked with over the years just by asking a lot of questions. But that, that does go into your other question about like what the difference is. And, you know, with bartending, you're just kind of slinging drinks and you could just, you know, pour shots of whiskey and you're a bartender. With mixology, you're creating cocktails. You're, you're, you're mixing things together. It's like the difference between like cooking dinner and being a chef. So bartender is more kind of a job title and a mixologist is kind of like the study of 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 what's going to turn out into being, you know, more of a creative cocktail kind of thing. Exactly. So talking about cocktails, let's talk about Raise the Bar PDX. So a lot of our listeners are kind of out of the area, so they won't have heard of you if they're not local. So why don't you explain a little bit about what Raise the Bar PDX is and kind of how that started? Sure. Yeah, it actually started maybe about a year ago. I was asked by a friend of mine to create a cocktail and then serve it for a private event for Bowdoin College. And the research that I put into designing that cocktail and then the reception that it got uh, really kind of solidified, like, this is something I should be taking to a, the next level. I should, you know, I, I'm doing this at work, but on a, like a smaller scale, but like creating specific drinks for a specific group of people or person or whatever that is, was so much fun. And I thought that, hey, I can do this for other clients. And so just started building upon that. And so that expanded into event bartending. So like, let's say a corporation a company wants to have a, a big event, a lot of people there, they'll reach out to me and I'll put together specific cocktails that are tuned to what they're looking for. And maybe within their company, they have something specific that they want to do. And then I will fine tune that cocktail or cocktails for them. Right. So like a themed drink or something, a signature drink for an event. Exactly. Yeah. My friend Lisa Marie is, is an event planner with Fuse PDX. And she says every event needs to have a signature cocktail. It absolutely has to have. Absolutely does. Absolutely. So there's an event tip for all you uh, event people out there. So why don't you tell me about what a quarantini is then? Because I know people have heard the term get <laughs> thrown around. Yeah, well, and that was like the next phase of Raise the Bar. It was just once 
we all, you know, got laid off from our normal day jobs and had to go into quarantine. I needed to figure out a way to stay creative. And I'm already kind of doing that at home with the wife and, and myself. You know, we're always making up fun drinks. So I thought that, uh, well, we, we try to figure out, like, how can we do this for other people? So, you know, started reaching out to friends and seeing what they have. We wanted to kind of limit the amount that people were going out to get stuff. So we're like, all right, well, people have a lot of stuff at home already. Sometimes they'll have spirits and liquors that they don't know what to do with. And so they'll reach out to me and then I can throw together cocktails specifically for them. And that was a hit and kind of went viral overnight and was started getting picked up by the local news and, and uh, other companies that saw it. Yeah, I saw that on the local news there. And that was, that was actually, it was super fun. So I have a quick question for you. When it got picked up from the news, was it because that the guy from the morning show that you were on used to come into the bar that you used to work at? Or is it completely separate? <laughs> totally separate. I don't I don't think that anybody recognized me from that because that was over 10 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I, I look a little bit different now. I have the mustache. And <laughs> but the woman that works for K2 had reached out to me on the Nextdoor app I had posted about the quarantinis on next door. She saw it, loved it, reached out to me, and then we did an interview from there. So I guess what is a quarantini then? Is that it can be any cocktail you want it to be. <laughs> right. Doesn't have to be a martini, right? Correct. So I think we were talking earlier and it's kinda like it's kinda like that show Chopped on TV, right? Where they're like, here's the ingredients that you have. What can you make out of this? And except that you're using the ingredients from their house. So Exactly. They're like, This is all the things that I have. What can you make me? Yeah. And so and that's the challenge too, is that, you know, sometimes people have things in their liquor cabinet that I've never seen or heard of before. Right. And, and when that the challenge is then all right, well, now I, I'm going to do some research on this product and see what flavors it has, where it comes from, and then figure out what it's going to go well with. And it's been so much fun because I, I love that challenge. That's what keep, kind of keeps my mind sharp and, and creative. But at home, when I get to do that, I can do sniff tests. I can do like little taste tests, which makes it easier for me here. But, you know, I'm doing this, you know, virtually. And that's where that, that larger challenge comes into play. So have you ever had any drinks that like totally bombed? Like you made something in there? Not that anybody's ever told me. No, not yet. Oh, that's good. No, I've had, yeah, it's been all positive reception so far. Okay. Well, I guess if you have enough drinks to try, then people are just like, once you get into it a little bit. Yeah. And, and I usually send people, you know, two, three, four recipes, just depending on what they've got in, in store. So do people ask you a lot for like specific types of drinks or is it more just they say, I have this booze, this booze, this booze, and then you ask them what's in the fridge kind of thing? The latter is what I start with. What do you have on hand? And then I'll ask them like, well, what do you like to drink? When you go out, what do you drink? What's your spirit of choice? Do you prefer whiskey or tequila or gin or vodka? Do you prefer a fruitier drink, a sweeter drink, tarts, savory what what are the flavors you like? Because then I can that gives me a better idea to build. And and these are the, actually the the questions that I ask even at my own bar that I work at. And when people come in, they're like, I don't really know what I want. And then I start like sending questions over and those same things I was just saying. It's like twenty questions for drinking. Yeah, and then it, and then it creates a personalized cocktail, and that's what people really want. And that's it's it's always a hit. Do people try and name them? They want me to name it usually. Oh, you have to name it. And, you know, sometimes I'll just ask what their name is and then we'll name it the 
the Matt Rouse. You're like, this is Jim's fruity lime, <laughs> such and such. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Tell me this, because this is important and I want to know the answer. What is a virtual happy hour? A virtual happy hour, it's essentially, you know, just like when you're on a Zoom meeting with your uh, your coworkers. But I am the host. I play host. I get uh, all my bar gear on. You know, I have my apron and I dress real nice and uh, have my whole bar cart set up with all the everything ready to go. And then I show people how to make the specific drinks. So I've already sent them all the, the ingredient list and the tool list of everything that they're going to need so they can follow along too. And so we can all together as a team make these drinks that they would be going and getting out at, at bars. They can't do that right now, so they can do it at home. And then they can also ask me questions about, you know, if they're lost on anything or if they're wondering why I kind of sprinkle in some bartender 101 in there. And that's essentially what it is. You know, we're, we're making drink and then we, and then we all drink it together. Right. So does a company hire you to, to do this for them? Yes. And I mean, is there any question about like non-alcoholic drinks or, or is that sometimes an option that people want? Like how to make a yeah, virgin great cocktail? Great question, actually. So I structure each cocktail that I make with a mocktail version. I, I want everybody to feel included and you can make any drink along with us and make a mocktail version of that. So I've heard of mocktails, obviously, but is something usually put in a mocktail in place of what the alcohol would be? Or is it like you just make all of the mix and not the alcohol part? No, it doesn't necessarily re replace the spirit. It is a bit basically like the stuff that's in the cocktail, except for that spirit. But I like to you know elevate it a bit and throw some other fun stuff in there. So it's not just like a boring like lime juice and simple syrup. Right. It's a, you're like, it's seven up with some lemon juice in it. Yeah. Like that's not really a mocktail. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, if you throw some, throw some fruit in there, model up some fruit or some herbs in there with some fresh juices and some, maybe if it calls for it, maybe some sugar if you need it, but you can also throw in like fun rims on there, like maybe a sugar okay, rim, yeah, a salt yeah. rim, anything like that. You can make it look and taste just like a real cocktail without the booze. Nice. And so, on like the virtual happy hours, what are what's your favorite or maybe one or two of your favorite drinks that you've made for the group that everybody seems to enjoy? People really like the classics. One of the, the most popular ones was like an old fashioned. It's an easy one to make. There are a thousand ways to make an old fashioned. I usually kind of bring it down to a more like the basic way and then and then let people know like there's other things that we can do to this if you want to, if you want to muddle the peel and the cherry in there you can do that if you want to you know splash some soda water on at the end you can do that and even at home i like to use different flavored simple syrups that'll change it up and so i i think giving people all of those options helps them and you know that's been one of the, the big ones also i would say a french 75 has been huge especially because you know springtime it's warm i haven't even heard of a french 75 what is that uh it's essentially like a it's a a cocktail that has champagne on it. So gin, sugar, lemon, champagne. Oh. Really easy, very refreshing. And that's another one that you can elevate some more with, with different herbs and, and berries and whatnot too. Nice. To personalize it. Okay, John, Paul, I have one more question for you. And that is when somebody works with you, like if they get you a tip for Raise the Bar PDX for making drinks for them, or if a company hires you to do a virtual happy hour, 
some of that is going to support the industry. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? I don't know yeah, that much about it. That's correct. Yeah. 10% of any profits that I make, whether that's through a donation or the cost for hosting a happy hour, anything that Raise the Bar does, any of that income, 10% of that is going to help other service industry workers that have been affected by COVID-19. And one other quick question to kind of add on to that. Is it just you right now or do you have some other people that you're kind of training to do what you do, you know, to kind of get other people going? Yeah, it's my wife, Haley, and I, we uh, were kind of like the the brains behind this. So we're, we're the ones running this thing. All right, cool. I'm kind of like the worker bee and she's she's like the brains behind things. So she helps with <laughs> right. my posts and That's right. and wording things correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie works with my company also and she's she's the administration portion instead of my wild all over the placeness. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a word, my over yeah. all over the placeness. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I would be the creative mind and she would be the administrator. But we work really well together as a team. So if a company wants to get a hold of you to run a virtual happy hour or somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, shoot me an email, raise the bar PDX at gmail.com. You can check out what I've done on Instagram and Facebook at raise the bar PDX. That's the handle you can search for. I've been updating my Instagram with various cocktails that I've made or syrups and infusions just to get, give people an idea of, of what I can do. Cool. So John Paul Ortega with Raise the Bar PDX. John, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity. We'll talk to you again soon and keep making those virtual happy hours. We might have to have another one here pretty soon. I would love it, man. Thank you. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us again next week as we welcome back digital marketer extraordinaire and CEO of Ajax Union, Joe Applebaum. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.